Hello and welcome to the Sports Grade Podcast. My name is Ryan Walker and with me, as always, is the studio-worthy Ruben Williams. How are you, mate? G'day, Ryan. I'm fantastic. Thank you. Your your voice always makes me feel warm and, and fuzzy. It's a very comforting voice. A lot of people tell me all the time how good you sound on the podcast. And now we've got a studio that is worthy of your voice. So I'm glad that everyone can finally fully appreciate your your vocal talents. Thank you, mate. You're too kind. I'm blushing. can't see it, but I'm blushing here in the studio. Uh, but wow, it's awesome to have a studio. It's been a long time coming. Long time coming for the first time ever. Not only can I see your chiseled jaw in front of me now, but I can also hear your chiseled voice. <laughs> and it is fantastic to do it. And only a metre away or usually... Over a screen. Exactly. Uh, you know, we've been 150 kilometers apart for the majority of this year recording over, over the internet. Mm. And now we're in the same room. We're a meter away in a studio in the same room, which is very, very exciting. Mm. We'll have more to share on that, uh, in early 2022. But today is our last episode of 2021. Uh, and it has been a crazy, crazy year. Um, but yeah, we'll be off for a couple of weeks. Recharging the batteries, getting ready to do another, what, how many episodes? 94, I think we've done this year. 94 episodes this year, which is a big year. Mm. Um, I think we did 50-something in the first year. 56 in year one. We uh, you yeah, had a half year to start. Yeah. And now the full calendar year is out of the way. Yeah, so very exciting. Um, but, yes, today's our last episode, which is sad, but it's also exciting. We can, we can get going for next year. Um, so, yeah, today we're going to talk about all the things we've learnt for the year, Talk about a couple of things that we got up to because it has, as I said, it's been massive. So let's crack in. Uh, but before we do, a quick word from our great friends at Deakin University who have been tremendous support this year. So thank you to Deakin University, uh, where every single course is backed by industry experts. You can be confident you'll get the job you want with a degree that employers want. Deakin University, progressive real-world learning. Mm, yeah, those guys have just been phenomenal this year and the belief that they've had in us and to come on board as a major partner has been absolutely outstanding. So thank you to everyone involved at Deakin who supported us and thank you to sports where I am as well. If you want to get 5% off your tickets this summer to any of the great sporting events going on around the world, head to sportswhereiam.com and use the code SPORTSGRAD to find that discount. So get around those partners. Uh, thank you for their support all the year. We could not have done it without them. Absolutely. Uh, we love them both. If you want to learn more about who we are or want to ask us any questions, feel free to connect with us on LinkedIn. You can find a link to do so in the show notes. All righty. Let's crack in, Rose. So today we are chatting about 2021, episode 150. It's a huge, huge episode. So let's get cracking. So I might start with you. Mm. Um, chat to us about 2021. What, what, what do we get up to? What are some highlights? Because there was a lot done. There was a lot. It was a, it was a very busy year. I'll, I'll take you back to, to January, Ryan. We won't go through it month by month, but if you look at it. And we, you, could. <laughs> we could. We could. We've been here for a few hours. There's another so. podcast in that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, but if you look at where we were in January, we were kind of recording this in our rooms in separate spaces. We had launched version one of the membership in late 2020. Um, we came out early in 2021 and launched version two. And that really started to provide the platform and the product for us to grow this global membership around the world. Uh, when you think about the podcast at the time, we had 
Done 56 episodes in the first year. We started off with Aman Alawali over at the Kansas City Chiefs, episode 57. Right out. Um, we've since gone on to do 94 episodes this year, uh, which, you know, has included some incredible highlights. Like, you know, Aubrey Walton was an amazing highlight, I thought, just learning about what goes into choosing the location of the Super Bowl. Yep. Uh, Hamish McLaughlin, I've listened to that episode so many times since. <laughs> He's just a phenomenal person so if you haven't already listened to that go back and listen listen to hamish um but that was a that was a major highlight for for us uh we had deacon come on start of may which was just incredible to have their support and their belief in what we're doing um is absolutely absolutely awesome and then for sports where i am to join them too was terrific as well so been a big year for the pod, a lot of episodes, a lot of great guests, some support from sponsors too. And now we are in a studio and it's all starting to come together. So on top of the membership, which has, you know, taken a turn into a new iteration on top of the podcast, which has just grown and we've recorded the whole year, we then dipped our toe into events. We had a couple at the start of the year right before lockdown hit. We yeah. went to Melbourne and Sydney, and I think two days after the Melbourne meetup, in February, we went into lockdown, so we just yep. scraped that one in in time. <laughs> and now we've uh, we've had a few more recently in Melbourne, Sydney and Adelaide, which has been phenomenal too. And then through all that, the best part has just been growing this community. So we get messages almost every week of people who have used some form of our offering to go out and start their career. And, you know, that tally of people who have got jobs through SportsGrad is up to 153 last time I checked. And these people are getting jobs at the AFL, Cricket Australia, Tennis Australia, like all the major sporting bodies around the place. And for us, this is just the best part of it. Like, Ryan, you and I both know how it feels. Um, and as you said in that podcast, which was all about you and why you left Cricket Australia to join mm. sports grad, you know, you had your dream job. You absolutely loved it there. But the reason why we're now doing this together is because to be able to have facilitate that for other people has become the greatest feeling for us as well. So it's been a big year of podcasts, events, membership, other people getting jobs, but we've we've loved every second of it, Ryan. We have, mate. It's uh it has been crazy. Uh and it's fair to say, if you had said to me this time last year in December, you will be doing this, I'd be like, wow, that's <laughs> uh that is crazy. Yeah. Uh but as you said the icing on the cake are those people finding their finding their dream jobs, mm. and coming to us and saying, "Hey, like, thanks heaps for your help or your support, or, or even you know, a member, or even just people listening to the podcast, whatever it might be." Um, being able to see uh, people having success is mm. the best bit about it. So we absolutely love it, mm. uh, which is awesome. So yeah, you've nailed it there, mate. There's a lot there. <laughs> I reckon you've done it in good time too. You, we could probably do a podcast on those things, but uh, <laughs> we won't do that. But what we have done is we've both put together five things that we've learned through this year, and mm. it has been a hell of a ride. It's had its ups, it's had its downs, it's had its points where you're like, holy moly, can we do this? Can we not do this? Mm. Like so many points in the year where, um, you know, you have to just dig deep and, and have a crack. Mm. Um, so it's been unbelievable from the point of view that there's, there's so much to learn in what we're doing. So we've both come up with five things. We've done a little bit of pre-work for this. I, I, I'm very excited for yours because you, <laughs> one thing that I love about you, Ruse, is you bring out the, what is it, the, the self-development uh, 
blood flow, uh, plenty of books, plenty of things like that. So we love talking about this. Now. <laughs> so I'll throw to you first. We'll go through your five, and then I can I can try and have have a couple of sure. things on my side as well. So I'll start with you. Sure thing. Well, you're right. Like this has been the most introspective year of my entire life. Um, uh, for those who don't know, at the start of the year, I moved down to Lawn, which is a uh, tiny beach town on the coast of Victoria, about two hours out of Melbourne. And yeah, lived in a, a house there by myself for the majority of the year. And so I had a lot of time to think about things and, and work on sports grad. So you, you learn a lot about yourself when you go through three lockdowns in isolation living by yourself. Um, oh, yeah. So, but it was fantastic. Um, but the first major thing that I learned was that. And this is coming back to your point when you referred to, you know, there's been ups, there's been downs, it's been a massive roller coaster. that, um, you know, consistency beats inspiration every single time. I think a lot of the times, a lot of the things we've done in the past, we've had a great idea, we've acted on it immediately, we've just gone, go, 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 let's do this, let's do this. Um, and we've tried a lot of things. And that's come out as well in some of our, you know, week-to-week operating cycles as well where, um, you just do things off the cuff sporadically. But what this year has taught me is that getting into a really clear rhythm, knowing what you're doing week to week, month to month, year to year, and staying consistent to that beats those moments of inspiration every single time. And so one of the things that I've done to kind of help facilitate this consistency is just checking regularly with myself. So in the past, I always found it really hard to set a goal and stick to it. And at the start of the year, I thought, I'm going to change that. I'm going to map out what I want to do this year. And I'm going to book in time once a month to assess how I'm going. So now, once a month, I'll book a night in an Airbnb just by myself and go through these lists of goals, these lists of habits and other different things I want to kind of instill in my life and and do with sports grade and all that sort of thing. And it just helps me say, stay on task. I know what I'm working towards. I know what I'm going to do each month, each week, and kind of what that looks like in a day-to-day rhythm. Mm. And it's taken a long time to get consistent. Like I've been checking in from the start of the year, but it probably hasn't been in, until since maybe August or September that the habits part of it has actually started to become really routine and really consistent as well. Um, and... A lot of those things that I'll do regularly, whether it's, you know, walking or reading or writing or exercising or whatever, only more recently in the last month or so has that started to come to fruition. I'm starting to see the real benefits of it. And that's like like in the past I would have said, okay, I'm going I'm to read every day. I'm going to write every day. I'm going to exercise every day. <laughs> and that would last a week. <laughs> I'd have that burst of inspiration just fall flat. Now I've been able to develop that into a really consistent rhythm and um, yeah, I'm feeling better than ever. So yeah. consistency beats inspiration has been the major thing that I've I've learned this year. Yeah, no, I must say when, when you first started the habit tracker, I was like, far out. Like, how do you be that structured? <laughs> <laughs> like, like I, I can't keep track of that. But now that you like seeing you put it in action and for those who don't know, when we were in lawn, we actually put this into practice for a week. Rude essentially said, do this with me and see how you feel. Uh, and it was actually that good. It, like, it's tough. I'm not, I'm a little bit like you, how you used to be. I'd say I'm going to do something for a week, mm. do it for a few days, and I'll miss one day, and then that's mm. it. See you later. <laughs> uh, 
But now I have attempted to to use the habit tracker. It's going well. Mm. It's not perfect, but as you said, it's a it's a work in progress. So mm. We'll one day get there. Yep. Hopefully, ride every day like you. <laughs> that would be good. Mm. I think um that that kind of leads into the second thing that I learned, and that is to be impatient when you're taking action, but patient with the results. And uh, one of my mentors, Wayne Oswald, said to me very early on, this is mid-2020, he said, Ruben, impatience is going to be your biggest enemy with this. And so this year I've learned that, you know, if you're going to be impatient, be impatient with regard to when you take action. So if you do have that idea, like, you know, or if you think of something, do it immediately. But don't expect the results to come straight away. For example... Uh, we knew at the start of the year that the membership wasn't perfect. We knew it needed iterating. We knew it needed some feedback to kind of guide where it would go next. And I can clearly remember like in February um, mapping out all these lists of things that need to be done to build the membership up to where we wanted it to be and then smashing out like a week of building it together and then putting together a launch plan and getting ready to launch it. And we did all that. We got it done really quickly. We got it out there. And then the first month, like we changed the benefits of it. We changed the pricing model of it. In the first month, after going from, you know, signing up a whole bunch of new members really quickly in the first few months, the new one uh, attracted just one new member in the first month. And I was like, oh, my God, what have I done? (laughs) (laughs) I've thought I've come up with this brilliant new system or brilliant new model. And we had one person sign up in the new month and I was like, I've ruined sports grad. <laughs> I've just broken what we had that was a good thing. You broke the industry. <laughs> <laughs> and so, but then over time, you know, we kept pushing it and pushing and pushing and promoting and working on it. And we've grown it to the point where there's now 160 people in there from 13 countries around the world. And so I think the biggest thing I learned from that was, you know, if you've got an idea, if you know that action needs to be taken, do it now. There's no better time than the immediate moment. I think Max Abbott, who we interviewed from the ICC T20 World Cup, told us that Nick Hockley is one of the greatest people at that. There's no moment unlike the present that, you know, when when you should do something. If he needs to call someone mid-meeting, he'll call someone mid-meeting. So do, do it now. Do it right now. But... Just be patient with the results. And so I think that's been one of the other uh, major learnings for myself this year. Yes, have the ideas. Yes, put the work in afterwards to make sure they come to fruition, but be patient with when the results come. Yeah, that's a great story. The one <laughs> member. I was the, the concern running I was through your body. Packing my dax. <laughs> high levels of concern. <laughs> yeah. Love it though. Yep. Um, and... Uh, this I was actually gonna. This was gonna be number four, but I might switch it up because it ties on nicely to this. The other learning is that it's it's incredible what you'll do when you remove the safety net. So at the start of the year, around the time when we flipped the membership, I was doing some contract work with a consultancy based in the UK who were trying to start out in Australia, and they said to me, "Ruben, we want you to go from two days to five days," and I said, "I can't do that." It, you know, my number one priority is sports grad. And so they said, cool, that's no worries, but we need that role to go to somebody else. So we parted ways. Mm. And that's when I was like for the first time 
ever, like fully out on my own doing sports grad. No, no one was coming to save me. There was nothing else I could kind of lean on. And I just changed the membership and we got one member in the first month. (laughs) And now this job I had on the side to kind of provide me with a bit of security was completely gone too. But when you've got no safety net, that's when you click into motion. That's when it becomes easy to make decisions. That's when you take action. That's when you become very impatient with action. (laughs) (laughs) And so, yes, you're kind of driven out of fear in a way, but that I guess that's the learning. Like it is incredible what you will do when, you know, your survival is on the line, when, you know, when the work that you put in directly correlates to how much you can spend at the supermarket that week. (laughs) And I think uh, more recently, another great example of this is Pat McGregor. So he's one of our sports grad members who wasn't loving life at his previous job, so he quit. He got out of there. Mm. He's got a mortgage. He's got a partner. He's got a life that needs financial security, and he just decided, I'm not happy with this. I'm going to quit my job with nothing to fall back on. And because of that, he got to work. He just started doing absolutely everything in his power to find a new job and he achieved that within two or three weeks. I think he found a marketing communications role at Little Athletics Australia. So that was the the other major learning for me. If you need to do something, yeah. don't give yourself a fallback plan. Don't, prefer, don't prepare yourself to fail because you will not do what you need to do if you set yourself up with um, with that sort of comfort. It's going to be extremely stressful, (laughs) but you're going to get a hell of a lot done in the process. So, uh, yeah, that was the next learning for me. Love it. We love removing the safety net. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we love saying to do it because it is good. It is. And you can see that, you know, obviously you're going to be a little bit more desperate if you don't have the fallback option. Mm. It makes a lot of sense. So. Mm. Good on Pat as well. We we do love Pat and he'd be listening. So shout out to you, Pat. Absolutely. Uh, he also sends a very lovely gift in the mail. So thank you for the, for that, Pat. We'll be consuming them very soon. <laughs> um, my next learning, learning number four comes back to having spent a lot of time in lockdown by myself in this down in Lawn in the beach town. And the learning from that is just to do it more often, just to spend more time with yourself. Because what happened was um, – more time by myself allowed me to have more clearer thinking. Um, more time, yeah, more time to reflect allowed me to think clearer, which allowed me to make better decisions. And these were decisions and ideas that previously I wouldn't have time to properly consider just because I'd be on the go all the time. I'd be moving from one thing to the next. Um, and I wouldn't, you know, have time to properly process things. But by creating more time with myself, by saying I'm going to go for a walk in the morning, I'm going to go for a walk at lunchtime, I'm going to ride my bike in the evening, and I was very fortunate to be in an environment where you, you're just walking through nature or you're riding along the Great Ocean Road and there's nothing to disturb you. You've just kind of got you, your ocean, the ocean, a few trees, a few birds, a couple of koalas, just to walk and think about things was, was brilliant. Um, it helped me understand better what I was doing, help me think about what sports grad was doing um, and be able to use my judgment in a better way to then make decisions that were going to have a long-term and exponential impact. So um, that's now something that I'm trying to build into my routine and everyday life back in Melbourne. Um, 
the first day I woke up back in Melbourne <laughs> in <laughs> Richmond was very confronting. <laughs> yeah. I woke up, went for a walk down Swan Street. There's garbage trucks throwing rubbish in the air. There's ta- trams ringing their bell. There's cars honking their horns. There's people everywhere. I'm like, oh, my God. Where what is, am I? What is happening right now? I haven't been able to hear myself think for a couple of weeks. Yeah. But it's um, uh, so to actually realize that that time by myself was a really important part of you know, what I do um, has been a big learning for the year. Yeah. Now, I'm very jealous of your time in lawn. <laughs> I know I've said that a few times, but unreal. Mm. Don't need to see anybody. You're just with yourself mm. figuring it out, which is which is unreal. So, yeah. And it's a good effort also staying there the whole <laughs> time. You could have easily come back, but mm. you're doing your thing, which we love. Mm. Number I guess five. Number five. The last one is uh, not to take life too seriously. And now, not not in the sense that you shouldn't try things because it's not the cool thing to do or as though you have to do everything perfectly, but in the sense that you should try things. Like you should try many different things because in the end it doesn't matter if you fail. You know, no one cares if you get it wrong. Uh, in time, everything will blow over. If there's an immediate thought or judgment coming from someone else that is unsettling, it will blow over. Um, no one's really going to care in the end. So that was something that I learned this year, not to take life too seriously because if you do, you'll stop yourself from doing these things. Like I can remember working in previous jobs, trying to be something all the time and I'd feel uptight in trying to do so or I'd be too concerned about what other people think so it would stop me from doing it. And that's because I was trying to take the situation so seriously. Uh now, um, you know, now that voice in my head doesn't really bother me so much because I feel a lot more relaxed. Like I'm not taking, uh, you know, like sports grade is a major, major thing. It's mm-hmm. going to, you know, it's our entire lives at the moment. But I don't take it so seriously that it, I have to consider everything we were doing all the time. It just feels fun. I feel yeah. free trying to do it and but I have to continue to remind myself not to take it so seriously and just enjoy it and have fun with it. To be able to, yeah. you know, think of different ideas or to, you know, throw a conference in Paris or to, um, you know, just to do different things. So the major learning, the final major learning for myself this year was don't take life too seriously because in the end it doesn't matter what anybody else, anybody else thinks. Just have fun with what you're doing. Yeah. There's some good synergies between yours and mine. <laughs> got a feeling we may hear something similar in a few moments' time. <laughs> yeah. I guess like where where that has changed to me is, you know, when I was going up, growing up and going through high school or going through early stages of uni, not taking life too seriously for me just meant like, oh, I'm not really going to try on this assignment because I'm going to go out for drinks tonight. Yeah. Whereas now it's like, Ruben, you don't go out to drinks tonight because you should put your effort into doing this ridiculous thing that, you know, seems stupid and not plausible. But in three years' time, you'll have a conference in Paris. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it makes total sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, nice. Very good. I like your five. They always are good. <laughs> Wisdom from you is always always welcome on this podcast. Mm. Um, so, yeah, that's me. Awesome. What did you learn from this year? Jeez, a lot. <laughs> Similar year, this this year is probably the weirdest year ever. Mm. Right. <laughs> like 
Don't you reckon? Yeah. From, from this time last year to right now, geez, you wouldn't read about it. No. <laughs> um, but no, I've learned a lot. Uh, so I've, I'll put it into five things here. Um, and I think they all are kind of relevant to the year that was. But the first one, and mine, mine are like little statements. Mm. I've, I've curated them quite well here. But my first one is intent trumps ability. Yeah. Uh, I think the I've sort of just have sort of seen with, with so many people getting jobs that we know and, and members getting in touch saying, hey, I've nailed a job here. I honestly think the key or almost the key to getting a job, to be honest, is intent. Mm. It, it doesn't. It doesn't matter about your ability at that singular moment. Like, yeah, it's great if you have really good ability in what you're doing. You need some level of ability. But if you can show the intent that you really want it and the reason you want mm. it and, you know, what you intend to do if you get it, mm. like, that trumps ability every day of the week. Yep. I cannot honestly say that. When I got my job at CA, there is no way in hell that I had the most ability out of any of like all the applicants. Like I may have, but I don't reckon I did. <laughs> but I had the intent of wanting to get in there and do it and explain why I wanted it. And I, that ultimately I think is why I got that job. I honestly think people are, are the same now. Like, you know, even again, going back to Pat, we mm. love using him as an example, but like he had the intent to go in there and make a real difference in his role. Mm. And he was able to explain why he wanted the role, you know, and, and not just share what he's done and what his abilities are, but why he wanted it. And, and that's probably the, one of the main things I've learned this year that organisations want, mm. want intent. Um, so that's been great to, to figure mm. out. Yeah, yeah, absolutely right. It's all about how you apply yourself. And I think students mm. or grads going for their first job who are listening to this can take a lot of confidence out of the fact that if you apply yourself and apply that intent correctly, you can trump someone who has got more ability or two totally. or three years more experience than you. Totally. Um, yeah, so I think that's, that's number one. Um, number two is something that I have battled with for a few years and it's around stop caring about the negative perception that people might have of you. Mm. Um, I remember early in the year, like, and even, yeah, last year as well, I used to be scared of posting on LinkedIn. Mm. And now, like, I'm literally talking to you about it. Like, this is why we're doing it. This is what we need to share. Like, you don't need to be worried about that. Like, I'm so happy I beat that because mm. I used to care. Like, oh, people, you know, what will they think? What, what you know? And it was a little bit hard because I was it. I was in CA, but also sports grad. And it was like, yep. what if I get negative perception of that? Or even like the podcast. Like, what if I say something and people might think that's that's bad or whatever. Mm. We've just thrown that out. Like, <laughs> like, so I'm so much better at both of them now. Uh, but I'm also I'm, – I wish I had it sooner because mm. it's amazing how you feel if you don't really – like I, I don't care if someone thinks that what I'm doing sucks because mm. I know it's – I know I don't suck at it. Like, <laughs> I'm over that hill. Um, so, yeah, that, that's probably one thing I've learned and, and mainly around like LinkedIn. Like mm. I, I love it. I love sharing what we're, what we're up to and success that we're having. So there's no worries there anymore, which is which is great. But I'd encourage anybody out there, like if you if you're worried about getting a negative perception of yourself, throw it out. Yeah, throw it out because it does not matter if you're passionate about what you're doing. People love it. Yeah, people will embrace you if you if you're passionate about it. Does it feel refreshing? Totally. 
Totally. I think I think it's probably just having the confidence in what we're doing mm. and being so invested in it. You know what I mean? Like mm. just kind of share. I, I want to share what, what we're up to and what we're doing. Yep. Uh, so it is refreshing. So, so, so it's great. Mm. It's great. Um, number three, it feels good working for good. And we've spoken about this a little bit before. We spoke about it in the podcast that we did when I left CA, but the best feeling that we have doing this is when people find a job and, and they've been on this long road of figuring out how can I interview the best I can, how can I sell myself the best way I can, how can I find experience, and then ultimately how do I land that job. And when people do, getting that validation is the best thing. Like it's awesome working for good. That's really what we're doing. So people always say, like, find a job that you really want to do, that you love, but I think it's almost beyond that. It's like find a job that makes you feel really great Mm. because you're doing great things for other people. So I think that's something as well for people to consider out there uh, because it is a great feeling. Uh, Number four, don't be afraid of showing personality. Uh, Similar to number two, but I think it's just around being yourself. Like, don't try and be something you're not. Um, I feel like, <laughs> I reckon when we started on the podcast, we probably thought, oh, podcasts are like this, so we need to do the podcast like that. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, no, you don't. Just be <laughs> yourself. This one really surprises me for you because I remember looking at you at Cricket Australia and thinking, gosh, Ryan feels so, well, he looks so relaxed. Like, because there'd be times at work where I'd feel like I have to, put on a face or whatever and mm. appear professional or, you know, show up in a meeting and mm. present important things and that kind of made me feel uptight at times. And then I'd look at you and I'd be like, why does this guy look <laughs> like he's just having the best time all the time? He's, he's, he's himself. He doesn't look like he's closed up. He's finds it very comfortable mm. just to be himself. So um, this one surprises me a bit from you. Yeah. I think it was probably around – it probably started at CA because I was sort of got thrown into the, the mix of it when COVID hit and all of a sudden I sort of had to manage a few partners and it's like, holy moly, like I've never done this before. But the thing you can probably always go back to is like just be yourself and show your personality because mm-hmm. that's how you can connect with people. Like I feel like if I had just gone into my shell a bit and just tried to like account manage, that's all you have to do. Yep. I feel like I would have battled more. Mm. Like you, you can show your personality. That's how you connect with people and and do that. And I think that's how we could said now with sports grad. It's like, you know, I'm just going to be who I am. Mm. You know what I mean? Like I don't need to pretend I'm, I'm something else. Like just, just be me. So was there a point where you felt like you couldn't? Uh no, a little, no, I think it's probably just the responsibility because, like, right now we're speaking in a microphone. There's thousands of people listening about that. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like you've got a responsibility in a certain, to a certain extent that what you say and, you know, you've got to be this because ultimately we want people to listen to the podcast. We want people to become members. We want people to, you know, just keep keep writing the story, which we love. So, like, to a certain point, like, You've got to say the right things, but 
I think now we've kind of hit the point where like us showing your personality is the best thing we can possibly do. Mm. There's no point trying to pretend we're, we're something else. Yeah. So. And they're like, in terms of like the members that we deal with most, the ones who do that are the ones that we see having mm. the most success because as much as, you know, having the right skills is incredibly important. Having the right personality and being a good cultural fit is incredibly important too. Mm. And it becomes a competitive advantage if you allow yourself just to be yourself. <laughs> yeah, 100%. 100%. And that comes out at like meetups and stuff. Yeah. Like you, you'll speak to a lot of people on LinkedIn or on, on the membership platform, all that kind of thing. But then like when you see them in real life, it's like, oh, yeah, like, you're a pretty funny guy. You yeah. I mean? Like you, totally. you just don't realize it. Yeah. And like I'll, I'll, I said to a couple of people at the meetups, you know, how did you feel coming here tonight? And a lot of them said, oh, I felt, I felt nervous. Like mm. there's going to be some professionals here. I've come by myself. I've never been to a networking event before. And so that, that feeling is very normal to have. Mm. But then you start to get to know them and start to chat them a bit further and they just, they open up. Yeah. <laughs> And when they start to open up, that's when you get to see who they really are. And then you, for me, I was looking at a couple of them talking to them going, wow, you're actually awesome. Like yeah. you're a great person. Yeah, yeah. You'd fit in well anywhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's not until you're able to overcome that hill that you actually get to see that. So yeah. um, I think that's a great learning. Don't be afraid to show your personality. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and last but not least, the final learning uh, and that is strength is gathered when you take a risk. Uh, and for me, like that risk is like leaving a dream job and deciding let's go and dominate sports grad and, and make <laughs> this the best thing we possibly can. And I like I feel so much stronger after having after going and taking that risk and mm. just doing it. And yeah, you probably don't realize that until you actually you do it you know what i mean so mm. uh yeah so do, do you feel like it's given you a lot of confidence in yourself 100 percent, 100 percent. like the, we speak to people each week that i'm just like oh, why am i seeing this person you know what <laughs> i mean like yeah people who are like so distinguished in the industry like you know whatever they're doing and, and probably a year ago i'd be like oh Jeez, I'm a bit nervous for this. Mm. But I feel like now like that the weight of that nervousness is off the shoulders. It's mm. like, well, you've got no other choice than to be really strong and build this up. Mm. So what's the point in being all nervous and worried about it? Yep. Um so I, I feel yeah, I feel great. I feel confident, which is awesome. Um, but I think that all stems from taking that leap of faith. Mm. Uh and you, you know, you feel great doing it. So I think yeah. And also, like, like once you you take that risk, you then you've then got to start doing stuff. <laughs> yeah. And when you start doing it <laughs> more and more, yeah, you then create examples and evidence for yourself to suggest that you can do that thing. Yeah. And that just snowballs and snowballs and fills you with that confidence. Yeah. No, hundred percent. The snowball theory. Mm. We love it. Yep. But you're dead right. Like every single week is a new learning, mm. and it just keeps going, going, going until. You know, you just feel really confident. Yeah. It's kind of cliche, but it's like, you know, the only way to, you know, build confidence in doing the thing is to do the thing. (laughs) Do the thing. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Uh, No, I think that's a great one. 
Like I, I felt a lot of imposter syndrome middle of the last year when it started out. Mm. And then over time, as you just keep doing and doing and doing, you realize actually you can do it. Other people think you can do it. Yeah. And you, then you start to feel it. And then once you begin to feel it and believe it, that's when you, yeah. that's when you start to take off. Yeah. Fantastic. Ten great things. Mm. If I don't say it so myself. <laughs> so that's just, that's the confidence and strength. Yeah. So, um, no, that's unreal. Well, mate, uh, well done. 2021 has been huge. Mm. Um, we have some amazing news to share in 2022, mm. but we think we'll, we'll just leave that for now yeah. and, and leave people on that cliff edge because <laughs> uh, it's very exciting for the future of sports grad and the podcast and everything we do. Um, we can't wait to, to share that with you all, but mm. this is our last episode. So have a tremendous Christmas, New Year's. What else is there? Holiday period. It's mm. a fantastic time. We're out of COVID now, so what a what a time to enjoy getting out, seeing friends and family. So mm. thank you very much for listening for everyone who has this year and last year mm. it might be, and we can't wait to uh, to get cracking again in 2022. Yep, absolutely well said. And just a final thank you to one to everyone who listens to every member from all around the world who supported us in the year, this year and got involved in what we're trying to do to every podcast guest who's appeared on the show and helped pass on their knowledge and wisdom. Uh, to our sponsors, Deacon and Sports Where I Am, we seriously just couldn't do this podcast without your support. Um, to everyone else that follows along on socials, on LinkedIn, wherever, and sends us nice messages, we <laughs> we uh, we love every single one of them. They keep us going. It's extremely um, rewarding to hear your feedback and know that you believe in what we're doing too. Uh, to you, Ryan, like there are times this year I thought, holy crap, I've just made my best mate quit his dream job to come and do this with me. So thank you for taking that risk. Um, it's given me a lot of confidence and, and comfort to have you full-time side-by-side. So thank you to, to you too and then all of our friends and family who support us along the whole way too. So uh, still a lot of things to come. <laughs> There's a massive year coming up next oh, yeah. year, which we cannot wait for. Yeah. Um, but to get to this point is is awesome. So thank you to everyone who's joined us on it. Fantastic. Thank you to you as well, mate. Great job. Great year. Mm. Great things happening. All righty. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time in 2022.